0: Well, well, here we are. Aloha, Swatch! What? DLT. Basic. You're a neo maxi Zoom dweebie. Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you
1: know. Pontiac fiero. Now only $8.99 at Shakey's. He slimed hey,
2: me. I want my MTV.
0: Bueller. What's it gonna
1: do? My density
0: has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says Members Only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the
1: 1980s. The best that we remember.
0: It feels a little more
1: right when just one of you do it, because you guys, I mean, it's, it's like uh, <laughs>
0: Tarzan, Frankenstein, and Tomto
1: here. Just
3: <laughs> <hard> <laughs> and wow. Just wow. trying to. Tomto's not bad. Make
1: it was mm. as an old SNL reference I yes, like it that. Was. Was yes it was was it? okay John so Rulitz
3: Kevin
0: Nealon and Phil Hartman very right? okay, good so yeah, they were I mean. singing Christmas carols and the three monotone, <laughs> the three monotone yeah, yeah I'm looking at Matt Moore thank you formerly singer months. of the monotones Matt
2: Moore I was good for you so yeah those guys did that and it was it was hilarious now gay
3: I remember different. Frankenstein singing. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: that was yes. good stuff. Er, good. Good stuff.
0: Great stuff. So welcome back, guys. It's been a few weeks. We did the Zoom podcast, a couple, the last two, so getting this group back together as a... a as a collective unit.
1: As a collective
0: unit, yes. yes. So we're back. We're back that from outer baby. space. This week, our theme is, you clicked on it, so you probably saw it, said before they were famous. So we're going to take some uh, stars that were big in the 80s, and maybe some that were bigger after the 80s, and kind of look at their humble beginnings. Like, what were they before they were this? So we're going to look at different roles they had and so forth. Excited about that. But before we get to 80s Rewind, I've got a very funny thing happen. So I've got this co-worker, Steve, who listens to the podcast. Hey you doing, man? Hey Steve, what's up, buddy? So he was okay. a late adopter to the podcast. He started listening probably toward the end of last year, and he was listening to our podcast a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was you know it was Kevin, Matt, myself, Debbie, and Snowball, and he goes, "Huh," he said. You mentioned my wife and my cat both on your on your podcast. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, my wife's Debbie, my cat is Snowball. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, it's Snowball the cat. You now <laughs> have another, uh, yeah, another sake, He named his cat after me. Exactly. I like yeah, that.
0: he did. The cat's name was probably Frosty before that, but now when the Snowball. podcast came out, yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's now Snowball. Snowball. Yes, that's great. I've invited people
3: from work. But their response was, we have to listen to you all day. Do you think we really (laughs) want to choose to listen to you? (laughs) I don't know.
0: So there's a little bit of controversy, I think, over our last podcast. Didn't you have a friend that was kind of thinking Michael Jackson should have won? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out.
3: Shout out to the A-train there. (laughs) He's questioning the legitimacy of our poll. Wait, somebody named the A-Train uh, is questioning our legitimacy? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, he had a hard time believing Michael Jackson would be number 10C and who was our number one?
1: Uh, Journey. And Journey yeah. would end up yeah. number one. In his mind, was a total flip-flop. So. Well, I can understand where he's coming from as far as Michael Jackson was the biggest pop star of the 80s, mm-hmm. but it was kind of based on people's personal preference. Like, if I want to listen to something it's probably not going to be Michael Jackson's Thriller. Not that there's not great but songs on that. you probably hear
2: Michael Jackson's Thriller or Billie Jean probably more, popularity-wise. It's played more in a lot of places, however. But if you're going to pick what you want to hear... Right, that's, exactly. That's I would, I would be probably
1: not pick those songs. Right. So that's No,
3: because you're hearing them everywhere else. So basically, A-Train, you're wrong. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. A-Train, we appreciate you... that you care enough and you're passionate enough about our list that you you brought it to
1: our attention hey I think it's again you're wrong no no no. no, no, no. it's great input (laughs) we put our necks out there when we make these these comments because I I almost got a beat down when I we did (laughs) the podcast about a year ago and we talked about some of the worst songs of the 80's and we mentioned several boy bands and oh my! I, I have this friend who really likes boy bands, and he's married. Oh, <laughs> he, they, I promise. Yeah, he's. Call him out, he, is he out. listening? No. Uh, do I dare call out Andy? No, I probably shouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah, so Andy is safe.
0: Is Andy <laughs> 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 maybe A Train?
1: We've never seen him in the same maybe. room together. So. <laughs> but yeah, he was. He just was like Adam. Like, how could you? How dare you call some of these bands? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's great. There's
0: no way people like Journey better than the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> are new Everybody's kids the opinion of is valid.
4: It I, is, it it is. Are, it's
0: great. To but, each their own, no matter how wrong they, they are. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we would have been the bullies in school, I'm pretty sure, when it comes to music. All right, so now we're going to do a little thing we like to call.
1: 80s Rewind.
0: This is the part of the podcast where we talk about something that in our lives that happened in the last week that kind of brought us back, flashed us back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to start around the table here. We're going to start with Matt.
2: Very good. Uh, you know, I had, because I just, I, I think about this all day, all, all week long. What's my 80s rewind yeah. going to be? It's just
0: going to happen.
2: <clears throat> yeah. It's, well, it's and that's bad. what I'm saying. And it, so, so I had... I, today, this evening, I had one happen, and it's it just out of the blue, it's, it's January, but yet to, to Kevin, it's last December, and it's, we got Christmas <laughs> gifts um, today uh, from our very own Mr. Ackley, and, and uh, I, I was gifted a, uh, a beautiful t-shirt of one of the most iconic 80 moments in, in movie history. It's uh, the Breakfast Club, got a little Judd Nelson, got a little, just, you know, the old, the old fist up, trench coat, last moment of the movie, the last scene right there on the football field. And, I mean, it's just, it's it's the, It's the just beautiful. It's a thing. I almost teared up. I, I, I about teared up when I saw that. It was the most, and I will wear that probably more than I should. I will probably wear that way more than I should. Um, and, and, and I will get comments. I know wearing that thing, it's going to be a whole little... 80s comments every time I put that puppy on. So,
0: well, I I have uh, another 80s rewind moment. But Kevin also hooked me up. Yeah, I got the Ghost in the Machine album cover T-shirt. So, black shirt, Ghost in the Machine with that little logo. Everybody Snowball right, you know, had no that, idea what. What it is was. that <laughs>
2: logo? <laughs> the the look was, on Kevin uh, on uh, on Fields face. It was when, when you guys <laughs> like, was that. What's, what's the it Japanese? What, what was that, that? Meow meow. Meow <laughs> meow.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a very iconic album cover, and Snowball didn't know what it was. I have no idea. Yeah. John
1: and Punch. What what cops are we talking about here? <laughs> wow. Kevin, <laughs> six, Barney, huh? and All right. right. My 80s Rewind, uh, I found out that Paramount Plus has the entire series of Family Ties. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, and... Right and I said, you know, I'm going to go back and just watch all the episodes. And, and I remember certain moments from Family Ties, right? Back back in the day when I watched it. I watched six episodes, and I don't remember any of them. <laughs> you know, the, first, the first six, and it really started off focused on the family. And mm-hmm. about episode four, it kind of starts focusing more on mm-hmm. Alex B. Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's kind of interesting to go back and watch it because... It's, it's like, hmm, I'm glad that didn't get canceled the first few episodes because right. it starts off a little slow. Did did? So, okay. Does I mean, it hold your attention? Is it relevant? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they've had different, you know, they try to focus on each character and right. you know, kind of figure out who's the one to focus on, I guess. And the fourth one, Alex B. Keaton um, is a, delivers groceries to this girl's apartment. She's 21, she's a college student, and they end up hooking up. And He what? feels like he's in love with this girl. Did
0: she feel like she's with a 12-year-old?
1: Uh, he, yeah. He looked she looks so young. I know. He looked really young. He's playing 17-year-old. She's 21. And she's like, you know, he just, he just seems so much more mature because she was taking some kind of political class and it was right up his alley. Um, so, you know, he falls in love and then finds out that to her it was meaningless and he's just crushed, so... Uh, but yeah it's, it's uh, I'll, I'll continue to watch it and kind of I'm kind of anxious to get to the ones that I remember and see if it's like mm-hmm. as good as I remember right because the I're
2: saying is the show wasn't he wasn't supposed to be the focus but it wasn't until probably where you're at where they we, they, they realized he like, was they, testing realizing, well. You know? You know? Yeah. So this and show's it, gonna be centered on this cat yeah, it,
0: yeah. If, if memory serves me correctly I think the the show started off kind of lowly rated and became probably <clears throat> you know once he started coming out of the be- becoming the premier star, I think it's probably where he starts
1: recognizing more of those episodes. Yeah, and that's probably why I don't remember the first several episodes because I probably, probably watch it. It. I yeah. weren't yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Family Ties so well, but in reality, I probably didn't watch it from episode one on, right? So,
0: so for those of you that want a free solution, uh, Pluto TV, if you not checked check that out, very good. It's it's a free app for your oh, Roku, yeah. Apple TV, and it's got all of these just tons and, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. There's a Family Ties channel that mm. plays 24 hours a day. Oh, very cool. And also yeah. has the Love Boat, uh, Happy oh, Days, Happy Days, yes. Burns, Shirley, uh, Matt Lock. Perry Mason. I love I hear some I've people been like Really oh, Matt Lock. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Perry Mason, yeah. I love <laughs> Perry Mason, well. Mason. Yeah, so there's uh there's there's that too, but yeah.
3: Nice. It's good nice. Go.
0: Well, I like Matt
3: got to celebrate Christmas in January. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So Kevin gifted me a fantastic t-shirt a Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which should have been one of the top five bands of the 80s Here in go. our poll, but apparently
1: not
0: everybody saw it the way I did. Ken A-Train would have flipped if they would have been up there. For oh, he would have
1: bands. been like, yeah! You like that? More so than Journey? I think so. Yeah. Wow.
3: That's, that's been he nice. is a loyal listener though, so we should be yeah. Why? Well, I'm going to be very he, he does actually rip on you and Kevin quite a bit. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> A-Train, really? Probably should. <laughs> I've tried to get him to call in here. He's he's back now. We'll surprise him one day. And yeah, we're going to call him while <laughs> we're podcasting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> here,
2: A-Train, we're coming for you. Hey, Guns don't let loaded. these guys bully you around, buddy. You all right. You do your thing, A-Train. <laughs>
0: All right, my '80s rewind moment. I want to dedicate to Snowball. Oh, huh. so that's special. Y- you know, just when you think Snowball is has huh. emasculated himself, oh boy, all that he can,
2: <laughs> what he just
0: goes and one ups himself. Here we go. It's uh, like you're not. this. This is just one more. So, the podcast a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. And we're listen, listing our favorite Bon Jovi songs, and you know you got "One of Dead or Alive," "Bad Medicine," "Runaway." Just these rockin' anthem, kicking the pants songs, and Snowball comes up with "She Don't Know Me." <laughs> and so, as a, as I told you last time, mm-hmm. I was going to listen to it. It's going to be my '80s rewind moment, and I listened to it. And... You love it. Love it? Mm -hmm. A little strong. It's in your rotation now. No. Yes. Here is what happened. So, probably a day or two after our last podcast, I followed this Facebook group called Regal Beagle Jukebox. So, what that is, kind of like Yacht Rock kind of thing. So, think about Three's Company. You like that? I like Yacht Rock. Uh, You think about Three's Company and the Regal Beagle Bar they all hung out at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically these are the kind of songs that they would play on the Regal Beagle jukebox. So things like Toto and uh, the Doobie Brothers and uh, like Bread and Ambrosia, like these are the kind of th- videos you'll see on this site. So there was a reader there named Alan Hef- Heffelfinger. Alan We'll call him A-Train. A-Train. We'll call him (laughs) A-Train. I'm I'm sure you're listening because how else in the world would you have ever found this? So, it says, 20 minutes ago, I would have never thought that a Bon Jovi song would be good for the Regal Beagle jukebox. That was 20 minutes ago. Released in 1984, this one has enough cheese that it's more pop than rock and roll. So... When we're talking about Runaway, You Give Love a Bad Name, all these bad medicine, these rockers we're talking about, he comes up with this song. He is bopping along to it, wow. knowing every word. Singing along.
2: <laughs> yes. You are actually snapping your fingers, and I don't know that snapping one's finger is good for any Bon Jovi song. I just, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for this one. It's a little on the yachty side.
0: Yeah, I think there's a line. I don't think so. Not that Yacht Rock is a bad thing. No, it's not. But when I'm thinking Bon Jovi... <clears throat>
3: Nah, listeners, is this a uh, Yacht is not Rock song?
1: It is not a Yacht Rock song.
3: Kevin, you're on my side on this one.
1: That doesn't sound like something I would hear on the Yacht Rock station. It, it, it's a softer version. It doesn't sound like Bon Jovi song, but I wouldn't call it Yacht
2: Rock. Definitely elevator, though. You'd hear it on an elevator. Uh, more of a rocking elevator. <laughs> yeah. At <laughs> the
1: Hall of Fame. You okay. know, honesty,
0: to me, it sounds like like, okay, think about an 80s movie... And think about, you know, being in college and, you know, they've gotta raise a bunch of money to 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 hold the big dance. So or there's a car wash the, yeah. and this yeah. would be like the music montage underneath it. Yeah, I can so, definitely yeah. see that. That's, that's not good. a bad song at all, but I just thought the whole Regal Beagle jukebox, <laughs> the yacht rock thing would uh, just kinda I'm just glad I can introduce out. you to some new music. It's not easy to do. That is true. That is, that is, that is that true. Good. I listen that to way more good. music than I should. That's the absolute truth. but So uh, thank you for exposing me to that. And thank you for not exposing me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Every time.
3: Anytime. All right. Every time.
0: So we're going to take a brief time out here, have a couple words from our sponsors, and we will be right back talking all about before they were famous. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Ooh, my shoe. Oh, welcome back to <laughs> Living in the 80s. As advertised, we are talking about stars that had, you know, minor careers, humble beginnings that became maybe major stars later. We're going to talk about just some of the first ones that came <coughs> to my mind. Did we forget any? Heck yeah, we did.
2: Yeah, not an exhaustive list. No, By no, no. This is right.
0: just, as you know, this is the best we remember it. There it is. We're just these, are, these are people that we, uh, we've always kind of <coughs> revered, maybe, mm-hmm. as, sure. as stars. But not all of them, not all of them were... Uh, we're always huge stars. Correct. So we're going to start with Kevin. All right. And then we'll go around the room and All right. go All right. back and forth, and we'll get it.
1: Sounds good. The first one I'm going to cover is uh, a female. She was born in 19... 19- oh, you're not going to tell us who it is? Uh, I, I'm going to see if you guys can figure it out here after a few, uh, few oh, bullet okay. points. See if you can oh. figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, let's so see get this. So, yeah. So uh, born in 1953 in Athens, Georgia. I know who it is. Come st- shut <laughs> up! <laughs> shut up! Fifty-three. Okay. okay. Right. It. Uh-huh. So, so older than all of us, obviously. Uh, her family. A little bit about her family. Uh, her mom was a model, actress, and swimmer, and she appeared in. Uh, do you remember Esther Williams, like the famous, yeah. like way back in the days? Mm-hmm. She was in some of her films. Uh, her dad was a big band musician and also a loan manager. So, one job wow. that was probably his passion, and one that probably paid the bills. Sure. Her dad was in the army and actually landed in Normandy on D-Day. So that's kind of an interesting fact.
4: Yep.
3: And survived obviously. Yeah.
1: Now even though she goes on to be an actress, when she was young she was extremely shy and if she got caught upon in class she would she would literally faint in class from, from fear. <laughs> um, she did study ballet from the time she was three years old until her mid-teens. And as she got into her teens she kind of overcame her shyness. She became a high school cheerleader. She um, got into a a beauty pageant at 17 and was crowned Athens Junior Miss. So obviously we're talking about a not-too-shabby-looking lady here. Okay. And she became a model for the Ford Modeling Agency, and she was making about a $1,000 a day, but she did not like it. She didn't like modeling. She always was kind of self-conscious about it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awful. That's change. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Throughout the 70s, she was in hundreds of advertisements, and she most notably was known as the Breck Shampoo Girl. Shampoo
4: <clears throat> Girl.
1: Here's an interesting one for, for the <coughs> 80s music fans. She was on the cover of the debut album of by Survivor. Mm-hmm. So late 70s, Survivor put out their first album. She's on the cover.
4: Hmm. Still not
0: figured it out. In
1: 1976, she moved to L.A. to pursue her acting career, and she had some minor roles in TV shows like McMillan and Wife and Charlie's Angels. She actually was pegged to be... Uh, one of the new angels, but she turned it down and it went to Cheryl Ladd instead. She got uh, her first star in the role. Do you guys remember this movie from 1978 called Katie, Portrait of a Centerfold? No. It's about a small town girl that goes to Hollywood to make it big and she becomes a playboy Living in a lonely world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In yeah, yeah. 1979, she co-starred in From Here to Eternity. And she had um, a movie in 1980 where she starred in called Hard Country.
3: Still not in my, my wheelhouse. Keep going. Her
1: breakthrough role was 1983, playing Bond Girl, um, Domino Patacci. Got it. And Never Say Never Again. I know who it is. Who is it, Rob? No, I'm oh, gonna okay. let you Oh, know.
0: okay.
3: You're gonna see how long it takes. Matt and I, like, when you're done. No, I don't think you know, I have the, that many more bullets. The posts. rest of the
0: people are probably biting on every every bit of bait he's putting out there. You know.
1: Is that how you're seeing it? Okay. Yeah. She was in uh, the Robert Redford movie The Natural in 1984, so she's starting to build her career yeah, a little okay. bit here. Earned a Golden Globe nomination for Best Supporting Actress. She had a few other movies in the 80s that she starred in, including The Man Who Loved Women in 1983, Fool for Love in 1985, and Blind Date in 1987. But most people remember her from the movie Nine and a Half Weeks. Mm. Uh, didn't do well in the theaters, but did great on uh, home video. Don't know why. And her most successful role in the 80s was playing Vicki Vale in the 1980 movie, 1989 film Batman. So. You know, Matt. Well, please tell me you know.
2: Oh, I know. Okay.
1: Yeah, we're talking Kim Basinger. So, uh, a little interesting about some of the people she dated. Before she was famous, she dated Joe Namath. Um, She had a relationship with Prince. She had an affair with Richard Gere, and she once was married to Alec Baldwin. So yeah, kind of some a listers on her list of people she's dated in the past.
4: Interesting. Um,
1: and then I then she continued to go on, you know, into the '90s, um, like with L.A. Confidential, and uh, but I just kind of wanted to cover kind of what she did in the '80s and kind of put her, yeah, yeah, kind of put her on the map. That's
2: so. very good. Before they were famous.
0: Yeah. I always, always thought she was adorable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially. Yeah, adorable. Especially. came
2: to
0: mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially when she was Vicky Vale. <coughs> like, I remember her from nine and a half weeks, but Vicki Vale just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Her hotness went to a new level.
1: Yeah, when I saw that she was on the cover of the first Survivor, I was like, oh, I gotta go back and look that up. And sure enough, there yeah, she was I like, can no a little salute? That's interesting. And, yeah. Nice. What about you,
0: Mike?
3: All right. Well. When I was coming up with my list, I ran this one by my wife, and she's like, "Really, that's a star." I'm like, "If you can name just their first name, and everybody knows who it is, they're a star in my opinion." I so, agree. <laughs> that's great. Great. that's great. right. So this female, she was born in uh, San Diego, California, in August of 1961. 61. 1961. So okay, right. so she's you know seven, eight, nine years older. Mm-hmm. Well, five, six, seven years. Whatever, older than us. Um, while she was uh, in high school, she dropped out. Um, you know, she was suffering from dyslexia. Teachers made her feel stupid. So ultimately, she dropped out of high school. And what do you do when you drop out of high school? You move in with your boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It always a, works out. Who's in a rock band, <coughs> he's a guitarist. So she moved in with her boyfriend, Robin Crosby, the guitarist from Rat. Hmm. Hmm. And she then later on also was on their date. Brat's debut album cover out of the cellar in 1983. Kevin's thinking. Yeah, I out. think I, I, think I'm I still know. Still trying to think too. I, I don't have it yet. This is my favorite one that I found. Actually, there's two things I found out that sealed the deal on choosing this person. She also used to appear in Jack Lalanne videos. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs>
0: The, cases, guys. Guys. The, guru, right? the old dude from the
3: <laughs> yeah. 1950s, yes, he was in his workout videos, huh. so. I had no idea. But yes, Jack LaVayne had a show from 1951 to 1985, in case you
0: Wow. Win. So I'm guessing she wasn't on there in 51. No, she was not,
3: no. <clears throat> uh, this star got her big break in 1984 when she landed the role of Debbie Thompson in the movie Bachelor Party. I, know who it is. I would say everybody should at this point know who that is. Um, she appeared as uh, Tom Hanks' fiance in the movie. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Toni Katane, who's best known for uh, starring in White Snake videos. reality. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go again. Still the night and is this love? She also was in a uh, rap video. Also, I don't know what song, but she was in a rap video. Hmm. Um, she also had some acting parts in a variety of shows. She was in the daytime drama Santa Barbara, one of my favorites. Mm. And she's <laughs> appeared on, you know, like Seinfeld. Uh, and some of her relationships, obviously, most people would know that she married uh, David Coverdale mm-hmm. from White Snake. She was also married to Chuck Finley, the uh, pitcher <laughs> of the, uh, the uh, Angels. The, yep, the California Angels at that time, and the Cleveland Indians. But I did not know this. Maybe you guys do. She had a year-long <laughs> affair with O.J. Simpson when he was married to Nicole. Oh, I did not know that. I forgot I
0: about that, but I do remember it now that you say. <coughs>
3: yeah, I
2: remember it being said. Yeah,
0: and apparently,
3: O.J. was a little possessive of her too. Even though what? it was it a was side hookup. Yeah, she what? was wanting to beat up uh, uh, her boyfriend at the time, which was still Robin
0: Crosby. So Interesting. wow. So, one of my favorite Tawny Catane stories was when she was married to Chuck Finley. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember which ballpark it was, but he was coming out to pitch and they were playing uh, a White Snake song. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he got so mad, like, like visibly angry. He got to expect that. I don't yeah, know I how think he might have, have flipped off the company. DJ or whoever is playing it up in the booth. But, uh, yeah.
3: But, yeah, Good stuff. Yeah, after a lot of years of acting, she kind of started having some rough times. She had a, a few mishaps with the law. She had a little domestic violence issue. Now, apparently, she was beating up on Chuck a little bit there. Yeah. Chuck filed... While him. he was driving. <laughs> was he driving? <laughs> yes. at the start? It makes it tough. Yeah. <clears throat> he filed for divorce the next day. She's also had... Uh, arrested for cocaine possessions and a couple of DUIs, so... You'll have that. You, you will. It'll happen. And, unfortunately, she passed away in 2021 at the age of 59. Now, a lot of people thought it was drug-related. And, actually, it turned out in the autopsy that it was a... Uh, heart disease so, that they didn't know about. So. Mm, Sam. Yeah. Very
0: sad. Very sad.
1: I remember in 88 was when I got <clears> my first <throat> apartment. You remember with Dean? Oh, yeah. And we saw a movie that she was in called Witchboard.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was freaky. Yeah.
1: So I do remember that, uh, that, that Tony Catane movie. So. Oh. It was over on uh, Appian Way, wasn't it? I was? On, man, what a memory. I was, it was on it, an Appian was? Way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, that's a good one. So remember, whenever
0: I go by there now, it's up off of uh, Morse Road. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of look over and see that one yeah. it's where Kevin I should pull done. back
1: in there sometime and see how it's changed I you would... should
0: you should pose in front of it and, like do a <laughs> selfie <So laughs> give you me my... your 80's flashback
1: <laughs> so for my wife would you consider Connie Katayne a star? I um, I mean I to so a woman probably not. She probably meant more. To so a teenage I mean, boy. To a teenage boy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, she was in movies. She was in music. I mean, so so. They, they have
2: like you know A listers, B B listers. I yeah. mean, she's probably a B plus. Guy. B or C. B or C. C yeah, probably. Well,
1: here's the thing. I, I think I would consider her a
0: star because back in those days, just about everybody you know under the age of thirty knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the videos made her famous and then she became sort of a household name because of that. Now, she star performances? Eh, not really. But she was famous. <laughs> yes. I yep. mean, Bachelor
1: yep. Party was probably her she biggest. Was, she was probably
0: equivalent to a Kardashian back then. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah before yeah, they had reality shows. Yeah, they yeah. never
0: did anything talent-wise worth anything. No. Yeah.
2: yeah it's great. Yeah, that's nice. Good one. I like it. Matthew. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know we were supposed to pick girls. You can right pick away. whoever you want. Oh, so this, <laughs> this, this is, um, well, th- this will be easy. I mean, this this dude's pretty pretty uh, famous, I think. Yeah. In the 80s. Uh, let's see, he was one of 12. Oh, right? I know who it is already. I knew it! <clears throat> one, one of 12. 12. I shouldn't get Wow. So he had he has uh, seven brothers and four sisters, born in the south side of Chicago, uh, bad, bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> bad, bad Leroy Brown. Uh, tagged
0: team with Big Red on occasion. <laughs> yes. and,
4: and that it's Speaking funny you say Hayes. that
2: because uh, he did have a little little history there in in the in the wrestling arena as well. Yes. Uh, this person would, uh, actually was. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, he he played sports in school. He was a, th- a three-time high school uh, wrestling champ. Little football did real well. Uh, he went to the military. and was a, actually a military policeman for a while. In 1975, he uh, got a recommendation from a sergeant, and he was chosen as a top trainee of the cycle among 6,000 troops. He received a promotion. So he has he does have like this military background, and he he excelled at that. Uh, following his stint in the army, he attempted to play football professionally for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but that did not uh, happen very well. He has a knee injury that he had to deal with. Uh, in, the, in the mid-70s, he started working as, this will probably give it up, uh, started working as a bouncer. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, this guy has a uh, interesting style of hair, if you will. <laughs> he, he, uh, he got this uh, hairstyle from uh, a... a um, uh, National Geographic photo. They had seen, and, and he saw this like these African heritage people, and he saw this style of hair, and he says that's that's gonna be my look. And so this person uh, started being a bodyguard, and actually did um, had some pretty good success with that. He was the bodyguard for. Um, uh, several people from, from uh, who was this little list of people? He yeah, had a pretty impressive little list. Probably Sly Stallone somewhere. Who now? do you think? Who do you think? Stallone? Michael Jackson, maybe? No. Uh, Steve McQueen, Michael Jackson, LeVar Burton. Did you ever think LeVar Burton needed a no. bodyguard back in the nah. day? Hey, back in the roots days. Maybe. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. LeVar Burton, uh, Diana Ross, Muhammad Ali. Like, Joe Muhammad F- Ali would need Joe supplies, right? To Joe Frazier and Leon Spink. So he was in that circle as the bodyguard for these folks. And this this cat in the '70s was bringing home between three and ten thousand dollars a day. Wow, being a bouncer. Wow, and wow. so much so he would he would work these clubs in, in Chicago where uh, and they they wouldn't let people in certain clubs if they had like jewelry out because he was trying to keep the gang things up. and so he would take people's jewelry before they would go in and just keep them on his neck. And obviously, uh, he made a little collection of jewelry uh, over the years. I thought
3: maybe he was watching Fox News and they were advising him to invest in gold.
2: No, no, no. It's just <laughs> Very <happening>. cool. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, obviously, so this guy um, uh, is is noticed as a, a boxer by someone who was mentioned, uh, Sylvester Storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got actually in a contest called America's Toughest Bouncer. It I remember there, watching uh, it. Yeah. TV, you really? Yeah. It, yeah. was, it was a signal of an NBC TV show called Games People Play, and it was well, it was there on that show that Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. stole and, stolen. and then uh, next thing you know, Sylvester said, hey, hey, guy, and then they gave him a role t- in a movie from 1982, a little sports drama film called Rocky III. Hmm. Of course, we're speaking. Of- Hogan. No, 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 <laughs> good guess, good guess. Hey, uh, woman. Now, now, what is interesting is in the uh, or in the early seventies he did change his name. He was born. Uh, his name is. uh do you know his real, his real name? No, I was going to ask you what his real name is. His real name is. Uh, it's, I, I, I want to look it up because it's. Uh, I, I can't pronounce it actually. It's, uh, I can edit some of this up here. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. scratch this part out here. Where is oh, it uh, <laughs> at? You think? Not in your notes? It, it is, but I've got a lot of notes. And it's, I <laughs> he prepped for once. I prepped and I don't remember. Lawrence. Yeah, how Law, how you say that? Taylor. Lawrence, Lawrence. Taylor. Nope. To road. To road. To Road. To Okay. To <laughs> round. Okay, well, we'll go for here. Okay, so his, his name in the seventies he actually had his name legally changed to mister T. His, his, his birth name is Lawrence. T-r-o-d, T-U-R-E-A-U-D. Turode. Turd? Turd? turd. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, yeah. A people call me a turd! Who calls Mr. T a turd? No, I wouldn't. But anyhow, so so he actually has name um, changed to Mr. T because he said that he, uh, a lot of his early childhood is respected and called a boy. And he mm. says if I name it Mr. T, they have to call, address me with respect. And so his name is legally Mr. T. So uh, obviously, uh, Rocky Rocky III comes along and he gets uh, pretty famous. Being slightly. Clubber Lang, slightly got a little bit famous, uh, which led to, to many other things. Um, uh, he has several movies in, in the uh, the 80s and early 90s through the Looking Glass, through the Looking Glass, Freak, Spy Heart, Not big movies, not big roles, but uh, the, probably the best thing he did was from 1983 to 1987. Uh, it was a little TV show called The A Team, where mm. he portrayed who? Where he portrayed who? Uh, who was he? Who was he on the A Team? Mr. T. B A B A Y B. A Oh, B A Baracus. And the Sergeant- A
1: stood for? You oh, can't, can't say. Bad butt. Bad butt.
2: Bad butt Uh Sergeant Bosco. Yeah. So it was. Uh, so and also and, and from there he also jumped into the uh, the the wrestling ring. He. uh had some some big high-profile matches in professional wrestling. Uh, him and Hulk Hogan they defeated Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff in in a, in a Eighth, little match eight. called uh, what's that? What was the match? What what event? Was it was that the about? first WrestleMania. Yes, it, it was, was the first WrestleMania. And then he's also featured uh, in a world-class championship wrestling in '89 where um, let's see he yeah he had, he had a lot of matches actually big like he beat uh, Piper in a in a one-on-one match. That was world class. It was world championship. World wrestling. championship, and then also he beat he beat Kevin Sullivan at Starcade, which uh, I mean he, he beats some like names like a real good wrestler. So I'm like, yeah, wow. I I hate to think it's fixed, but but he's uh, <laughs> anyhow. Uh, 1995, he was diagnosed with T cell lymphoma. Do you guys remember that? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't. But uh, yeah, then Mr. T, the man, the myth. Oh, another thing he's very famous for, which we made reference to was uh, early in, in some other podcasts. In 1984, he came up with the rap, Mr. T's Commandments for Children. Remember yeah, those? Yes. Yeah. yes. Treat yes. your mother right. Yeah,
3: good stuff. Probably going to load a little
0: bit of that. I am not, because i will have to go back and listen to a previous podcast to get that one. That's Damn. right, they do. That's, that's right. That's
2: right, they do. <laughs> Mr. T, my man. Wow. Who do you got, Rob? Okay, so my guy, my first
0: one, is a man, obviously. He was born May 6, 1961 in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh! His mother, Nina Bruce, was a beauty queen and city councilwoman. His father, Nick, is a former anchorman and television host, including five years on the AMC network. He is of Irish, German, and English ancestry. You don't care about any of that. But what you do want to know is at one point he lived in Columbus,
1: Ohio. Oh,
2: really? Oh, yes. snap.
0: He actually attended the St. Michael's School in Worthington. That's where Kevin's oh, yeah, born. right yeah. down the street. But uh, he was actually, um, he attended uh, Augusta High School in Augusta, Kentucky, and he played baseball and basketball, and even had a tryout with the Cincinnati Reds in 1977, but he didn't make it past the first, first round. All no, <laughs> So that, that, uh, he attended Northern Kentucky University, uh, University of Cincinnati. Uh, in high school, he uh, claims he got all A's and B's. So apparently he is a smart guy, at least smart enough to convince us that that was what he was. <laughs> so professionally, which you all came here for, uh, he got his first role as an extra in the television miniseries Centennial. Uh, his first major role came... Um, We'll get back to that one because it's a giveaway. Uh, He played the role of Roseanne's boss on Roseanne, named Booker Brooks. He also played the construction worker on Baby Talk. And he was on the TV series Bodies of Evidence, Sisters, and in the cult classic Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Uh, He was also known as his role as Handyman Doug, no, Handyman, Bobby, no, I was going way too fast. He appeared on the Golden Girls, and editing is my friend. Reading's hard. Makes me sound better than that. I don't know words. And he played a Handyman on the series Facts of Life. He also played in a CBS sitcom, not to be confused with the actual ER, but a sitcom called... E-R. Oh. I uh, He played I know where a, we're at. a maintenance, uh, no, he played a uh, medical assistant. Yep. And then later on, in 1994, he played, ended up on a little known TV series called E-R. Mm. There it is. So, uh, yes, I'm talking about George Clooney. Oh,
2: yeah. So,
0: yeah, he was on the... He was six, in Columbus? Yeah. He's oh, in a no. sitcom called I knew he ER. was a Northern ER. Kentucky guy. But. Oh, yeah. He's a sitcom called ER and then the TV show, you know, the drama ER. So on what's, what's the odds of that? What are the odds? So, you know, I don't need to go over his accolades. The dude has been in so many different movies, including one of my all-time favorites, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Love it. Uh, he has Ocean's 12, Ocean's 11, all of those. So he's done a lot of stuff, had a huge, huge career. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Came from humble beginnings. Yeah, Kentucky boy made it good. Very good. He did. All right. So we're going to take another brief break here. We'll be right back, and uh, we will go through the rest of these. If you like living in the 80s, be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Based in the UK, my guy Robbie scores some great interviews with several artists that were part of the UK music scene in the 80s. You can find the 80s Rewind Show on Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Rob here with Mike, Kevin, Matt. What's up? Mike's trying to predict my every move, and he's off.
2: He's off. He's One, way
0: off. I know you. Like Roddy Piper once said, once you figure out the answer, I change the question. There, there it is. He, yep, <laughs> that is true. Yes. All right. Uh, we're getting back into our uh, discussion here. We're talking about people that are... You know, before they were stars, these people had careers later. Yep. But before they had these big careers,
1: they did other things.
2: Who were they? So, Kevin, uh, we're back to you.
1: All righty. Uh, another actor. Uh, he was born in 1961 in Canada.
2: Got it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> at, uh,
1: at age 15, he starred in a Canadian television television series called Leo and Me. And at age 18, he moved to L.A. to further his acting career. His American television deba- debut was Letters from Frank. Never heard of it. Nope. Never. Never. And then when it came time to register with the Screen Actors Guild, he found out someone already had his name. There was a silent actor that had the same name as him. So he had to change his name in some way. Hmm. He didn't want to use his middle name, Andrew. And uh, he didn't want to use his middle initial, A, because he was from Canada, and he thought people might be like, A. (laughs) (laughs) And he also didn't want it to have his middle and last name, a fox,
4: be Uh, used,
1: because it sounded too much like, you know, He's going to be a fox. Like, good right. looking. You know? it was kind of like, you know, people used to say a fox back in, in those days. So he said, I'm just going to change it to Michael J. Fox.
2: Talk to me. With so the J. being a
1: tribute guy? to actor Michael J. Pollard. Of course we're talking about Michael J. Fox. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Full disclosure, when you said Canada 1961, I knew exactly you what thought, it was. know yeah. it was John Candy, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the other option, right?
1: <laughs> uh, his first feature film was Midnight Madness in 1980. Never seen it?
3: Basketball movie? Uh, well, it could be. <laughs> in
1: 1982, his second feature film was Class of 1984. Has anybody seen that? Yes. No. It's on Tubi. Hmm. I'm okay. going to check it out, and I'll let you guys...
2: Uh, What's it pack. called? Class of 1984? Class, Class of
3: 1984. Of 1984. It's, you know, it's it's low budget. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Do we see a microphone dip down at any point? <laughs> no,
0: I either. wasn't looking for one, but I'm sure you probably will. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'll check it out, and that'll be my next uh, 80s Rewind. I'll, I'll give you a full report on Class of 1984. There it is. Um, so that movie came out in 1982. One month after it came out, he had his first episode of Family Ties. So that, that came out on August 20th. In September, Family Ties started. And the original focus of the show was all on the parents. It was, it was pitched as hip parents, square kids. But by episode four, he'd become the breakout star. Despite the president of NBC not wanting him to be chosen, he thought he was too short, and he said, "That's not the kind of face you're going to put on a lunchbox." And so uh, once, yeah. once, yeah, so once he became famous, Michael J. Fox had a custom-made lunchbox sent to him. Oh, and, that's great! And the president of NBC kept that in his office until the day he retired. Oh, that's so, great! Oh, that's,
2: that's great. Fred
0: that Silverman.
1: Uh, Brandon Tartikoff. Oh, okay. In 1985, he started in his he started in his biggest movie, Back to the Future. After he replaced Eric Stoltz, what was it called? What was it called? Back to the Future. You oh, guys check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, to Put that on the list. I'm gonna watch that for my 80s rewind next. <laughs> Speaking of future movies, <laughs> <we should have laughs> <nice laughs> 1984 and Back to the Future. Yeah. Future, yeah, future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll write that one down. Uh, other movies include Teen Wolf, Light of Day, The Secret of My Success, Bright Lights, Big City, Back to the Future 2. Oh. And Casualties of War. Was and he in
3: Back to Future 3?
1: He was, but that was in the 90s. Oh. So, don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. nothing good happened. And part. he met uh, actress Tracy Pollan when she played his girlfriend on Family Ties. They got married, and they have four kids together. And
3: they
0: live happily ever after. Huh? Pretty much. <laughs> so, what was, that, what was that first movie you mentioned there? Not the, the when you just, you just got to mention them those Midnight Madness? No, no,
1: after that. Class of 1984. No, after that. Back to the Future. After that. Teen Wolf. Wolf?
0: Is that W-U-F? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love seeing so much. He, 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 that's what he does. I know, that's he like, does. That's what I do. Could you give me a couple words? which? He was,
1: trips over words and goes, I'll go back and edit that. Yeah. But boy. I'm keeping you're the voice. day You make a mistake. If you don't pronounce it the way he believes it should be pronounced. Wow, Kevin, yeah. it's the first time that I've ever called you out like that. You're, no, it's you're not. You're awful no. defensive. No, you've called me out on antenna. <laughs> me out. You, you do it. It's a habit. You don't even know you do it. It's it's and I always have to bite uh, my tongue when he says things like me and Matt. I'm like, well, that's really supposed to be Matt and me, but that's okay. I'll I won't I won't call him out. I don't want like, to correct people's I? See that? Yeah. But not me and Matt. You never put yourself first. I'm talking about Matt, I do. Oh, for crying out loud. crying out loud. Oh, so I had to go back and read five names of movies to get back to ten movies. So make his point. Thank you for that. Thank you guys for humor. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, this is so humor. Yeah. Oh,
0: gosh. Snowball. All right. Um,. All right, is <laughs> A R R I G Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say,
3: you've never called me out on it. And it, uh, believe me, there's plenty oh, of room. Wow. <laughs> I've extended a little grace to you. <laughs> Whatever. But not to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my star is a actor, writer, producer. He was born in September of nineteen fifty in Evanston, Illinois. He was one of nine children that grew up in an Irish Catholic family. Three of his brothers were also actors. We can talk about them a little later. But at the age of 17, his father passed away. So in order to help pay for his Catholic school education, he worked as a caddy.
4: Hmm. Mm.
3: He was also, in high school, a lead singer of the rock band called The Dutch Masters, (laughs) And after graduating from Loyola Academy, let me say that again, Loyola Academy, he attended Regis University in Denver, where he stuttered, studied, stuttered, and he studied... No pressure or anything to say words right (laughs) No, not at all, Now, He studied pre-medicine, where he quickly dropped out, but later returned in 2007 and received an honorary doctorate. So on his twentieth
4: twentieth
2: birthday. Twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah, <laughs> wow. wow. no.
3: On his twentieth birthday. Oh wow. As he was flying back to Chicago after he dropped out of college, he got arrested for smuggling ten pounds of pot. The way it was discovered was uh, he told the passenger sitting next to him that he packed a bomb in his luggage when they noticed the size of his carry on. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine today? One, you've made a bomb threat on a plane. Yeah. Two, you're caught with you know, 10 pounds of pot. In your carry-on. Yeah, in your carry-on. And he simply gets probation. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, imagine yeah. today. Those are simpler times. Those yeah. kind of, no are no definitely doubt. simpler What's times. Was that,
2: that that basketball player just spent all that ten Whitney, whatever yet, name is. Or.
3: So, he goes on to, um, he starts out um, starring on Second City. He then gets an opportunity to um, star on a show, star on a show with Howard Cosell called Saturday Night Live. I didn't know Howard Cosell had his own Saturday Night Live. It oh lasted yeah, one season. He actually
0: predated the SNL yes. show. Hmm.
3: And then he later on went and performed on SNL. So he got his big break um, in uh, 1980 in the movie Caddyshack. As a Greenskeeper. Mm, and yeah. in eight, 1981, the movie Stripes, eighty two Tootsie. Eighty four Tootsie. Nope, Tootsie. <laughs> it's Tootsie. Well it's somebody that farts. <laughs> <laughs> and then eighty four Ghostbusters, eighty eight Scrooge, Scrooged, and eighty nine Ghostbusters too. So Anybody have any idea who this actor oh, could boy, be? I don't know. Oh, the
1: Cinderella boy for sure. That's yes, right. he is the Cinderella, Cinderella boy. Carl Spackler.
3: Spackler. Yep, Carl Spackler. Yeah, yep, Carl is. Spackler. So, Bill Murray. So I don't know if you guys knew, but his brothers are Brian Doyle Murray, yeah. who uh, was also an actor, but uh, was a writer and I believe uh, producer or director on Caddyshack. His brother's one of those great character actors. Uh, he's been
1: in everything. Like National Lampoon's. he was the uh, camp comfort clerk. Oh, that was one of the best lines in that movie. What is that line? Um, we like to send out a mailer. <laughs> <laughs> in Sixteen Candles, he played the Reverend
3: Seinfeld. He was Bubble Boy's dad. Played Frank Shirley in Christmas Vacation. So, Fantastic character actor. Yeah. Probably doesn't get his credit that he's due. But also his brothers, Joel and John, were also actors. Um, Joel starred in Dharma and Greg for 119 episodes. And mm. his brother, John, well, his name doesn't appear in a lot of the credits, but he's there. He's there. Yeah. He's always there. <laughs> so, so, Bill Murray. What's your favorite Bill Murray role? Is I had a lot of it.
0: I have to go into the 90s. What about Bob? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I would, I would say, personally, uh, it's it Meatballs. Yeah. Oh, I mean. No, was oh, that was great. 1979. Yeah, 1979? yeah. yeah. Yep, that was, was his first, first movie. Yeah, that's kind of like a, an underrated one for him, but it's the, to me, the most memorable because he yeah. just he just takes over the movie and it, there's one part there that he goes on this rant that's completely ad libbed where they're all sitting around by a by a fireplace talking about mm-hmm. taking down Camp North Star. Yes. I believe we used that in a previous podcast. You have to go back and find it. There mm-hmm. it is i be cruel tonight.
3: <laughs> so I don't know if any of you watched any of this current movies. He's a little, little grumpier. He's not mm-hmm. quite the funny. Yeah. Funny Is Saint Vincent,
2: or what's it I called? love Saint Vincent. That was great. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was a good movie. So if you haven't seen it, give Saint Vincent a view.
0: Uh, I have not seen it. It's very
2: good. It's a good one. Yep. 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 All right, man. Okay. Uh, this will be a, a little shorter. Wow! I mean, I like to tell you about every See, other. Give you a job to come with some details. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Well, I mean, if you want, I, I can spend ten minutes talking about her, this person's brothers and sisters and their movie roles. But I didn't think that was part of the. Assignment. <laughs> My next one will be very okay. short. Okay. I promise. Okay. Anyhow, this is a a gal. Uh, very, very famous. Is that derogatory nowadays? Gal. I can, say can I say gal? gal? I don't know. I
0: don't, I don't, know. Know. I I don't think, know. I think gal would go over better than broad.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dame.
0: <laughs>
2: no, this uh, young lady. Uh, she was born in 1968, February 18th. Okay. So we can okay. get her age there. Okay. She was born in Roseville, California. Sounds nice. Her mama was a pastry chef. Ooh, that place smells good. Yeah, roses mm, and pastry. Her father, her father, um, Bob, he i to say this correctly, was a blind jazz pianist. I was to see You can't wait. <laughs> You did a very
0: good job pronouncing <laughs> that. There that's, you go. Okay. That's an easy one to mess jazz up. Jazz guy
2: plays music. Let's leave it at that. I actually play a little banjo, too. Uh, I had a band called uh, Great Pacific Jazz. Monk, Ma- Oh. Sorry, okay. <laughs> say okay. crap. I let it out. And you this this person, this person yes. has three sisters. Well, it was one of three sisters? Excuse but me. We, you know, we could always go back and take out the model. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, this person has three sisters, um, and was starting. Um, fell in love with entertainment at a very young age. She played. Uh, the a door mouse in a stage performance of Alice in, Wonder, uh, Alice in Wonderland, at the age of five, at the age of five, really young. Then she got in uh, her she got with her dad and did a little music. At the age of six, she recorded some songs. <laughs> then at I'll, the I'll age get, of five and a half. No, no, hold on. It's, it, 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 we make a jump here because uh, the next step is uh, 1979. We four forward a little bit. She gets a uh, little um, supporting role as a person named Molly Parker. Anybody on TV shows? Yep. Molly Parker no. on a show called Facts of Life, oh. where she spent a couple seasons, and that was her screen. Uh, that was her her big her, her big little jump right there. The, her her focus on her character was someone dealing with divorce, and and I I remember that because I mean you didn't see a lot of divorce back then. And, uh, unless you
3: grew up in my family
2: well okay there it is <laughs> there it is that just took us down nice job go. <laughs> <Took> us- <laughs> uh, but yeah so, so she started Facts of Life and, and next thing you know I mean she goes pretty quickly from there to that was in 79, she started Facts of Life in 82 she had a little role in a Shakespeare play then boom John Hughes picks her up and she becomes this gal Molly Ringwald, her Ooh. first, uh, yeah, sixteen candles was was right around the corner for her, and we don't need to say everything she did in the '80s because we all know what Molly Ringwald did in the '80s. Um, what one of my favorite things, well, I guess, one of my favorite things about Molly Ringwald was, and, and this, is, this is a question is, which you know, I mean, what are your thoughts on Molly back then? Because there's 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 movies. And and even in the movies it changes. I, I've never like really seen a movie where I go, Ooh, she's she's pretty, I like her, she's sweet. She was she was the, to me the eighties sweetheart. She's I think she's a face of eighties of movies, you know. Mm-hmm. But but there there are scenes and there's movies where I'm going, Man, she's be like the greatest girlfriend. She's beautiful, you know, just whatever. but want I w I wanna I wanna kiss that girl. I'm gonna kiss that girl. But then there's other scenes you look at her and going, huh, wow. She's uh she's an actress. Huh? She's you know she just doesn't she doesn't give off the same vibe all the time. Some some gals are yeah. pretty all the time, and now she's pretty pink. Just but, but I mean she's <laughs> but she 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 no I mean some girls are, like just beautiful all the time. But she to me has never been like this all around beautiful girl. So she's like Seinfeld Two Face. There it is. I don't know. <laughs> do, I mean, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she doesn't. She seems more
1: like a, a down to earth like a kind of person you could potentially know versus someone that's movie star quality, good looks. And I think part of it's her disposition, too. You know, she kind of comes across uh, kind of grumpy at times, you mm-hmm. know, and a yeah. um, uh,
2: little bit irritable. You know? Yeah. So
1: she's, she's, she I mean, seems more attainable than some of the movie stars. Yeah, I
2: mean, e- like in Breakfast Club, she's kind of the, the snotty one at yeah. times, but but she still has that girl next door kind of feel. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I just... It, I always found her intriguing because because she's just she wasn't like that hot chick in the 80s that you think about all the time. But yet there's times you're thinking, hmm, I'd ask her out. Kind of weird. Kind of different. I think she just has a different vibe there in different, different movies. Yeah,
0: I would say, like, I, I, I liked the way she looked in Breakfast Club. I wasn't real carried away with her in um, uh, Pretty in Pink. No. Especially when she had like the big glasses on that she didn't actually need and the bangs. Okay. I wasn't very impressed with that. Uh, 16 candles, she looked okay. Yep. I would say she looked best in Breakfast Club. And then there's some of those other ones. Like later on, she took on some roles and she looked nice.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah
0: so, yeah. I, I'm with you though. Sometimes she can look really good. Two-Face, yeah. yeah.
2: It's, Two-Face, that's, that's kind yeah. of fair. There it yeah. is. I mean, she had some other things when she was little. You know, she did a little. Uh, new Mickey Mouse Club, and she was in Annie for a while, but but she kind of went pretty quick from um, you know the facts of life to boom. She's John Hughes picked her up. And that's it. Cool. Good stuff.
0: best Molly Ringwald role. Mm. I mean, I, I maybe I mean, not where she looked the hottest, but what's her best role? Well, I mean, yeah, I,
2: I'm just. I mean, I love Breakfast Club. So, I mean, I, I, my mind goes right to that. That's the first thing I think of.
1: I'm thinking 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since she was the main focus in that movie. She was, so, yeah, she was yeah. the focus. I, I that. would
2: agree with that,
0: even though her performance in um, Breakfast Club was probably better. I think the overall. Was well, she did have to share yeah, the screen? is the character and everything else? I think. Yeah. Was, was probably better? To me.
2: You guys. Uh, anything? No vote. No, no vote. vote. He's nah. never seen you're, any you're of talked about. No, that. not really. I wow. wasn't that into her. Keep it to yourself, bro. And <laughs> he, he did a little. <laughs> I tried more. to until you get forced dreams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right, you go, All right. So my my guy here. Uh, it's, so fun fact: the the person, the two people that I have left, uh, both actually dated each other. Shut up. Yeah, you're on the edge of your seats. Yeah. So the first one uh, was. The youngest of seven children. He was born in Kennedy Township, Pennsylvania. Grew up in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, he got his first work uh, on the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Show. No kidding. No yeah. kidding. He played one of the Flying Zucchini Brothers. <laughs> and he was also a production assistant. So he had to do like a lot of little behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I think it's the 70s, so there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that had to happen. So whenever you'd see the trolley car, the neighborhood trolley come through, he is actually underneath the thing there moving the (laughs) trolley (laughs) along. Mm. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, He uh, left Pittsburgh, moved to Los Angeles to begin auditioning for various TV parts. He popped up in various shows such as Maud, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, his first... uh, first role was a non-speaking role in the movie Rabbit Test with Joan Rivers and Billy Crystal. Uh, his next big break was working alongside Jim Belushi in the series Working Stiffs, mm-hmm. which got him his first major role in the movie Night Shift, okay. directed by Ron Howard. He also is known as Mr. Mom. Mm, come on. In Johnny Dangerously, Gung Ho, The Squeeze, The Dream Team. In a little film called Batman. <laughs> yes, we're talking about Michael Keaton. Uh, he was born Michael John Douglas, and as Kevin was talking about earlier about the Screen Actors Guild, he couldn't use his actual name, Michael Douglas, because mm. he was an actor, That'd or Mike like Douglas, him. who was also a yeah actor. So he really just went in the phone book and picked out a name that would look good with his name, so Michael Keaton. Okay. So no relation to Diane Keaton, or to Buster Keaton. He's just... Michael Keaton. So he, um, of course, he went on many, many roles. Uh, Beetlejuice, maybe you've heard of that one. Mm-hmm, heard of it? Uh, he was never in that. He's it. been. He's had so much success, but I think he's most tied to Batman. I think that's probably his biggest, most famous role, and uh, he's very. Uh, it's one of my favorite actors. They used to say I looked like him. I never saw it. Don't say it. I don't Look. either. I thought it was I, really interesting. I do not either. Not <laughs> yeah. even a bit. But I've
1: had several more Paul McCartney. I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> all right, yeah. McCartney. Oh, right. the cheeks. Um, I thought he was a, a kind of a, a strange choice for Batman. I he, did too. But, yeah, but he did. He did a really good job with it. So
0: yeah. that was my same thought. I thought the same guy that does like the stand up and like gung ho and that stuff. Like, yeah, Brian. that was. So going to be Batman. I, hard, I couldn't wrap my brain hard. around yeah. it. Yeah. But man, he, no, he a was good. I, I thought very similar, similarly when Ben Affleck... Yeah, pull it together. Yes. See, I, I recognize my grammatical Here. errors and correct them on the spot. Here we go. Yeah. So me and Matt were watching this show the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so when, when, when Ben Affleck was named Batman, I thought that was an odd choice too. But he did a good job. Oddly enough, nobody's seen him. Really, in those movies, because nobody will watch them, but hey, I like it I like it. So, yeah, my my uh, second person there is one Michael Keaton.
1: Kevin, how about you? Um, my last one is uh, an actor that was born in Chicago in 1942. And according to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song, he's a quarter Jewish, hmm. which is not too not shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> is it Rock Peru? No. <laughs> That's a different verse. <laughs> David Lee Roth, who likes the menorah. Uh, he was a Boy Scout, um, re- achieving the second highest rank of Life Scout. And you guys into Boy Scouts growing up? No. No. But my friend no.
0: Matt Taylor is an Eagle Scout. Oh, yes, okay. That's right.
1: Um, it wasn't until his final quarter of a senior year in college when he decided to take an acting class to get over his shyness, and he got hooked on acting at that point. Um, so he moved to L.A. To, be, to pursue an acting career. He had some bit roles, and his first credited role, credited role was in 1967 in a western called A Time for Killing. He had some minor TV shows, uh, appearances like Gunsmoke, Ironside, Love American Style, and Kung Fu. You guys remember Kung Fu? Kung I love Kung Fu. Fu. I, did, I used to love Love American Style. I love it.
4: It's,
1: it's, it's a fighting.
0: sitcom. They have like smaller stories. Yeah, people a little very oh, short stories. It. You can't really
1: find that anymore. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember that. That's, that's maybe a little bit before my time. It is a little. It's more it's like the like late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, you probably just saw it on some reruns, or yes. You know. um, he wasn't getting much of a breakthrough in his career, so he actually became a self-taught professional carpenter to support his wife and kids. And he auditioned for George Lucas. who so he actually was hired to. Um, uh, and you know, do some work on George Lucas's office. Oh, well, I know who it is. And he got a part as Bob Falfa in American Graffiti, which came out in '73. And because of that, he was given a chance to audition for a movie that was coming out called Star Wars. You what ever that? Star, Did you ever hear Star Wars? Wars. Mm, isn't it sure that. Is
0: isn't it a '70s? Isn't it like a, a takeoff of Spaceballs? I think so. Yeah. 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 Like they were trying to make a serious version of Spaceballs. Is Is it the
1: sequel to Star Trek? It is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All these Trekkies are out there just shaking their heads. Oh, yeah. Don't talk sacrilege! (laughs) Uh, He starred in the sequel, Empire Strikes Back, in 1980. And then in 1981, he starred in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, he uh, actually got that role after Tom Selleck turned it down. So... He's one of those rare people that um, went from like nothing to having two major franchises. He had Star Wars and the Indiana Jones series, so uh, crazy, huge, yeah. Then he started Blade Runner, which didn't do well, but it's now kind of become a cult classic. And uh, then you know started doing sequels for Star Wars, and and uh, he did had the Temple of Doom movie later in uh, Last Crusade in '89. So yeah, he it was it was kind of interesting. He went from like having to do carpentry work to, you know, a year or two later being like a major star. So, rags to riches story there. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. That's a good one.
4: Yeah.
1: Very
3: good. Mike. All right. This one will be short and sweet.
0: All nice. Right. <laughs> awesome. All right.
3: I'm even going to use her real birth last name. So, and you guys. This will probably be your favorite star.
0: Now is this yeah. the one that you texted and said I've got a mystery star? Yes, this is the this, mystery? Oh. this I is can't star. No, I can't <laughs> wait. For it. Mystery. Here we go. You're gonna love it. So All right. play along. Alright.
3: All right. Alright, so Miss Epstein, as we'll refer to her. Okay. would,
0: would that be Epstein's mother?
3: Yes. Okay. <laughs> is a Jewish singer, actor, and news reporter. She was born in August nineteen fifty three in Paris, France. So we got a little Jewish, a little French mixed in there. See, now your, your wheels are spinning. They She's are. released 16 albums. Albums? Albums, yes. No, I go. didn't see anything wrong with that pronunciation <laughs> at all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Which I guarantee you, Rob celebrates the entire collection.
1: Okay. Oh, oh well, I know what it is, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. During Don't high do school...
0: Don't do it.
4: <laughs> I know who it is. She was a singer in devil. a
1: folk
3: group called the Pennsylvania Next Right, which performed frequently at school assemblies. <laughs> she graduated high school in 1971, and then she later attended Oral Roberts University oh, in wow. Tulsa, Wait, Oklahoma. Okay. Wow, I so never wow. saw that coming. Yeah, yeah so we're... All over the place. We're born in France. We're Jewish. We're living in Pennsylvania, doing folk groups. Going to
0: a Christian college. And now we're going to a Christian university.
1: She's well-rounded.
3: Very well-rounded.
0: Now it makes sense why she did a Christmas album. Now I get it.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Her career took off in the late 1970s. She joined the short-lived Hee Haw spinoff called Hee Haw (laughs) Honeys. (laughs) <laughs> Don't remember that. Don't remember that one? And she was also Nurse Callahan on the daytime drama Days of Our Lives. Hmm. But let's not forget her big breakout performance as the Dada Girl on Name That Tune. And now Rob should know. And he does know. Wow. I thought it was Barbara Streisand. That's what I thought it was, too. He said mm.
1: folk, Jewish. That's what I thought it was, too. All right.
3: So in the early 1980s, she did a lot of fill-in work on the Today Show where she met her future husband, New York Giants great, Frank Gifford. Oh, yes. So, oh, yes. yeah. Kathy Lee Gifford. There yeah. you go.
4: Uh,
0: it was Kathy Lee Crosby originally, right? Uh, so no, that's find. a different Kathy Lee. Okay. That
3: was the hot Kathy Lee. Oh, yeah, the blonde. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old, the that's movie. That's incredible. Yeah, the movie yeah. Coach. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah, I had no idea who it was until you told me. Yeah, yeah. You, you got me. I believe it was Kathy
3: Lee Johnson before that in her first marriage. She was then divorced and married Frank Gifford. And then she went on to uh, star on uh, uh, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee Mm from 1985 until 2000. So for 15 years, her and Regis dominated the daytime talk show. They did. Wow, that's a good one. I don't hate her. You don't hate her? Uh, No,
1: she's fine. Okay, she's okay. Anybody? Is she in that 80 for Brady movie that's coming out? What is it? I don't know. There's a movie coming out called 80 for Brady, which is a bunch of old ladies that oh, are in like, yeah, yeah, their yeah. 80s that You're are it's right. t- okay, I'm, I'm, I I in yeah, it. I don't think she's in it. Okay, she may not be. Hmm. Okay. Dolly Parton. Nice. Um, so there you go. Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That was
3: a good one. I didn't see it coming. I thought for sure I'd get the you gotta be kidding me.
4: Nope. Well he did when he thought <laughs> well, it was. No, when I thought it was Barbara <laughs> Streisand. Oh,
3: uh, if I'd only known Barb Babs would
0: have got you. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> that would have got me. That would have got me just fired up like an incredible hawk. Oh, I would have started funny. turning green and roid raging on you guys. So good job, good job, Matthew. You're good. You know, All right,
2: we're... another quick one. Uh, last one for this evening. This guy was born in November fourth, nineteen sixty one. Um, he has a bunch of uh, a bunch of movies we're f- for, we're familiar with here in the eighties. Let's look at his early life before he was famous. He was born uh, in Huntington, New York. His mom and dad owned some laundromats and a wastewater disposal company. He's got a younger brother, Steve. Um, he, uh, his father's half Italian and uh, Greek descent. His mother's got Italian ancestry. Uh, in 1980, did screen test and where he said his famous from Naples. Uh, graduated in 1979 from high school. And he started tap dancing when he was just a little kid at the age of three. Got discovered by a talent agent when he was 16 years old. Hmm. His first big role uh, was a little show in the 80s well, called Eight is Enough. He had a, a recurring role uh, in Bra- Eight is Enough. Tommy Bradford? No, but that same show. Good job. Uh, his next big role uh, came in 1983. Uh, which will pretty much seal the deal here, where he uttered these words: "Stay gold, Pony Boy. Stay gold. Who is it? C. Thomas Howell. No. Oh, oh it's Ralph Macchio. Yeah, come nah. on,
0: come on. I was thinking Ralph Macchio was Pony Boy, but he was not. Yeah. So he
2: yeah. was in It Is Enough. He was in It Is Enough. Yeah. Really, he this was one time, or was he No, he was away? a recurring character okay. named Jeremy Andretti. Huh. And you look up ages enough; he'll, he's listed as a cast member. I huh. mean, um, obviously, wasn't in the family. He wasn't one of those eight, but uh, he was—he <laughs> was, he was like, maybe nine or ten. He was a, a kid next door. <laughs> he was a kid next door, maybe. But uh, yeah, Johnny Kay was his big breakout role in uh, *The Outsiders*, and then obviously we know kind of where he went from there. And the old karate Kid. And uh, the, the rest is kind of history. had a Dorothy Hamill haircut. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah <laughs> he, he literally a has par- not aged since no, then. I, no, that's ridiculous. And, and I hate to say it, but you, you would call him pretty back then. I mean, he was a very pretty, pretty. A pretty boy. Yeah, he was yeah. a pretty boy. Uh, yeah, he was a pretty boy. Yeah, he was young for his age. He, he lo- always looked younger than he was. But, uh, yeah. So, so Ralph Macchio is my last dude there. So. Nice so he's made quite a career for himself you think and he's had a little yeah and he's had some lean years uh, but obviously in the last in the last uh, couple couple years he's had a resurgence um Thanks to Cobra Kai. Yeah, thanks Cobra Kai. Yeah. I remember He's he just was out uh,
3: season
0: six. <coughs> yes, yes. Which, is, which will be the final season. Final apparently, season. Mm-hmm. the big showdown. It's all going to come don't, down don't, to this. Dog. I'm excited. Fight to it. the death. And I heard they're going to have like some offs from there. So I'm not Nuts sure surprise. how much I'll follow those. Yeah, but
2: probably. But we'll see. Well, if the we'll spinoff has
0: has Johnny, Johnny, Johnny I watch that. I will probably watch it. Yes, whatever, whatever off he does, I'm watching. Yeah, because that's my guy, man. So, uh, well, Ralph. Back to Ralph Macchio. Um, remember, he was on Psych. He had a recurring he role did on there. Have a he was role like on the site. training academy or something. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Him and Lassiter had yep. like this this rivalry. Even though Lassiter looked like he's twenty years older. Oh, I love that but, show. But uh, yeah, that was good. That's but yeah, you're, you're right. He had some lean years. It's just sort of like Johnny too. It's like these guys are out there, could have been working. Nobody's calling them. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I'm sure they're getting. Like I haven't seen. Uh, John, what's his actual character, his real William name? William Zabka? Yeah, Zabka. William Zabka. I've not really seen him in anything else. Like, I would think he'd be showing up in some stuff. So, right. I mean, no, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. But, I mean, that since Cobra Kai, I would think he would have got some roles. Cause, yeah, I would think so, I mean, too. people watch that show because cause of him, yeah. I think, no. primarily. Without him, that show is just boring.
2: Like, there was, It's not the same. <laughs> it's no, it's not. Apparently, in the list of um, his filmography... Can I say, did I say that right? You did. Thank Good you. Job. Congratulations. Um, in 2010, he had a little short film, um, produced, I think, by himself, which was entitled, Wax On, F Off. <laughs> <Wow>. Okay. <laughs> who, who did uh, it? N- nice. Yes. Nice. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: probably one of those lines where you just got sick and tired I'm of sure. wax, yeah, on, I'm wax sure. off, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: wax, I'm on, wax off hey, and go, wax yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh nice.
0: mercy. So yeah, it's a good one, Matt. Good one. So for my final one, it th- there's not gonna be a lot of build up to this one because she basically got her start in a pretty high profile role. So, um, female. She dated Michael Keaton. Which, God bless him. Yeah. yeah he pulled that one off. Yeah. I don't who know. Who knows? But uh, she was born June 15th, 1964, in Birmingham, Alabama. She okay. seems much smarter than that. She doesn't seem like an
3: Alabamian. Yeah. 50, 50,
1: 50, 50. Maybe we don't have to do that. I hope we don't that. have any Alabama listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as it sounds, leave that little part. So.
3: No, leave it in there. They'll love us. They love us everywhere.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> Especially down south. She is the daughter of a businessman and um, a housewife, I suppose. who didn't say anything about her parents, but um, she got her first role. Oh, I guess we could go over here after graduating from Mount Mountain Brook High School. College, yeah, hmm. let's try this again. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Her parents divorced in 1974, and her mother... That is fun. <laughs> <laughs> her Nothing mother then married it. businessman Hunter <laughs> Copeland, uncle to music promoter and business manager Ian Copeland, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Oh. It's a little, royalty, a little rock Ooh, royalty there. That band? The police. Come on, man. The police? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she was working as a video game publisher for Bethesda Softworks briefly in the 1980s. Then she was chosen on a... Chosen...
3: Good job, way to correct that.
0: And then she was chosen on a casting call by director Brian De Palma to appear in the 1984 music video Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. Oh. So, who won't forget Courtney Cox going up on stage with the perfect jeans on. Classic. The jeans were perfect. Classic. I mean, love at first sight. She yeah. was like, I remember seeing that video thinking, oh my goodness, this girl is adorable. There's no way she's a random girl getting pulled up on the <laughs> yeah. yeah. She correct. was way too beautiful for that. So uh, from there, she segued that into uh, a short-lived NBC science fiction series called Misfits of Science. She made uh, guest roles on The Love Boat, Murder, She Wrote, and then probably her first bigger break was playing the, the role of Michael J. Fox's character, Alex P. Keaton's girlfriend on Family Ties. Um, she segued that into doing several smaller movies like Masters of the Universe, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, she did play, uh, have a role in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yes, she did. And... Uh, and she was, um, she was in Cocoon the Return. Nobody remembers that. I don't remember, I remember the return. No. I don't remember it either. But her major breakthrough, of course, was as Monica Geller. What's up? Bing. Oh, Monica he, Geller, Bing, and
2: Friends. What was that show called? It's called Friends. It was like friends? in the 90s. <laughs> Weird.
0: little yeah, yeah, no, awkward. Do you feel kind of dirty talking about things in the 90s? <laughs> A little, bit. Do, A little yeah. bit. A little bit. So, Friends. Went from 1994 to 2000. Uh, she, The entire cast was the highest paid um, characters in a television series. So they each made a million dollars per episode mm. for seasons 9 and 10, which was the last two seasons. So if you remember back in those days, like it was Friends and Seinfeld were the two biggest shows on TV. And I believe they were on the same night, on Thursday mm. nights. So that show, like I could still go back and just randomly catch a Friends episode and enjoy it and remember a lot of the scenes. I forget a lot of them. Like mm-hmm. the coming back, like I I completely forgot that Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah. Was so on if we that. were doing like a mm-hmm.
0: '90s show or something, Paul Rudd, you know, was on Friends, even married Phoebe. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Brad fun. Pitt
1: was on there. Um, yeah.
0: Julia, Roberts was, yeah, on Julia there. Roberts was on there. Um, Reese Witherspoon there played it. Rachel's sister. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of, ton of people. There's a lot of people. Oh, on yeah. There. So, like, who's who? Like, George Clooney was on there. Him and Noah Wiley played doctors. Mm-hmm. They didn't play their ER roles. It was on the early
3: seasons. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, they, they were just trying to help promote ER. Like, it was just becoming big, and they, these guys show up on Friends. So, you know, it's like, tune in Thursday to Friends to see George Clooney. Yeah. So, she ended up... Um, On that show for several years, and she married... Speaking of out of his league, she married David Arquette. Well, he is
3: a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He is, (laughs) he is. And she even
0: made an appearance on Nitro. Yes. She made one appearance. That's just odd. Still odd to me. One episode of Friends, um, they all... Like, right after she got married, she started going by Courtney Cox Arquette. So in the opening credits, it would say... Uh, Lisa Kudrow Arquette, Matt LeBlanc, Arquette. So, all the characters for that one episode hyphenated their name Arquette. That was funny. That was kind of funny. So, um, here's the question. Now, we're looking back, 1994, Friends came out. That's 29 years ago, right? Dang. Yes. Holy cow. That is nuts. So, I will oftentimes, like I said, I will watch. It's on Nickelodeon every night. So. It's on
3: TBS for about 12 straight hours. Yeah, yeah. Day. Wow.
0: So, looking back at the girls, we've got Courtney Cox, we've got Lisa Kudrow and of course we have Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Okay, at the time, who did you feel was the hottest? Jennifer
1: Aniston. Jennifer Aniston.
0: At the beginning of the series,
3: mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. Okay. At the end of the series, Jennifer Aniston.
0: I'm in the same camp. <laughs> same thing. No. Courtney Cox at first. Um, Jennifer yeah, she,
2: Aniston later. Yeah. It was always okay. it was always you know, it was always Rachel, Monica, then Phoebe. Yeah. yeah I mean Poor Phoebe. Poor Phoebe. no love. Yeah. No love. So years later,
0: as I'm watching Friends, I'm thinking, Huh, I'm more in Camp Phoebe now. Mm. she she looked really good. I mean I think it's maybe her quirky personality. I don't know, but I kind of get Phoebe now better than I did back then. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to Camp Phoebe. And then today, as they've all
1: aged, now you're thinking Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm thinking David Schwimmer. Right. No. <laughs> no, I, I'm
0: thinking. I'm, I'm Still gonna go with Lisa Kudrow. Courtney's got some had some work. Yeah, done. yeah. I, actually,
3: I think she's auditioning for the Joker. I think yeah, she, she might she's, be. She's Jennifer Anderson's she'd... also had
4: some work done. Lately. Hey, Jennifer
0: Jennifer. I mean, she's man. still. Just, they, they just still. Okay, let's be it. honest. Jennifer. Would any of us turn them down for a date if we were all single eligible men? Oh the Probably. single part Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> I am a
3: devoted man. Oh, sir. here we go. as you should okay. be. Love you, baby.
2: Oh my god.
0: Wow. <laughs> you're the only one for me. Oh stop. Welcome it. to one more edition of Love with the Moors. Oh, my <laughs> so yeah, that Courtney Cox is my is my last one there. We saw her throughout the 80s, escalator her career up to the 90s, and just became a humongous star. So one more person we need to mention. Uh, we're, we're texting around ideas of who we're going to use. We didn't really know exactly the role you know, describing stuff. That was pretty much um, just us truly trying to figure out who these people were. But there's one actor that Kevin says, what about Tom Hanks? I'm like, wow, you know what? That's right. None of these people that we've mentioned have had the career Tom Hanks has. Like, remember him from Bosom Buddies. Like, that was a very humble beginning. Uh, he had made-for-TV movies. Um, he had just, like, things on game shows, uh, bit roles in movies. But then, he, you know, his movies became one at a time, like bigger and bigger, like Turner and Hooch and Splash and um let's see, the money pit.
3: And he just got kind of really tight
0: cast there through the mid eighties where it was just this goofy
3: <coughs> slapstickish kind of character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never would have expected what he ends up doing later in his career where oh, he becomes yeah. so serious and he's winning all these awards and I mean it's like this is the guy that was, you know, in Bachelor Party, you know, yes. <laughs> With his and, and hitting hitting tennis balls over the fence and like I he's oh. hitting home runs. Which and I
0: did that afterwards, like oh yeah, I would go tennis to tennis right? courts and just whack them. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, uh, and then
0: like League of Their Own. Hmm. So even still, he's kind of playing just a doofus, like, a, do like a comedy. Yeah, but then I think when he came along, he started doing like romantic comedies. So Sleepless in Seattle, a little more serious role, but still a comedy movie. He's and done so um, many movies, man. Oh, yeah.
2: The Burbs, Joe versus the Volcano. But then... But there were still kind of those silly, yeah. silly, silly yeah. roles.
1: But when he did, like, Forrest Gump... Well, Philadelphia was before oh, Forrest Gump. Oh, that, that was... Really. That, yeah, that yeah, was 1993. So
0: you've got this comedian playing this AIDS patient suing an insurance company that won't cover his meds in a very, very serious, kind of heartbreaking role. That was mm-hmm. huge, man. I mean, just him doing it, it's like, holy cow. Sort of like Michael Keaton going to Batman. He, he's got right. an
2: Academy Award for that, too.
0: Yes, he did. Best, best actor. And then in 1994, a year later, he wins it again with Forrest Gump. Wow. So, I mean, again, kind of a goofy character. Like, he could just do an accent and just play this character. I mean, even, he was a dramatic character, but he came across kind of you know slow witted or whatever yeah, yeah but then he continued getting more and more roles like Apollo 13, oh, 13. And, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that thing you do was he directed that one love that movie great great soundtrack Castaway. you're making a face you didn't like that thing you do <laughs> no I did not <coughs> Castaway, saving private Ryan oh yeah um, you Well, know, then,
2: then come don't forget about Toy Story oh yeah the Toy Boy Story, Story. <laughs> can't forget that. Yeah.
0: yes the Green Mile that was a good one oh, Green so, yeah. Mile was a great one yeah So, um, as I was looking at people that are, you know, that maybe did come from more humble beginnings, you have people like Denzel Washington got their career started back in the 1980s. I saw a Burger King commercial with Elizabeth Shue in it. Mm. Uh, Brad Pitt got his start back in those days. Uh So, you could probably just go through a who's who of, of 90s and 2000s actors and seeing how they were, like, on sitcoms, commercials, game shows. Is there anybody, like, we didn't name that come to mind right away for you guys? Or the kind of, uh... The, the,
1: no, the ones, um... I mean, it's kind of interesting with, with Tom Hanks because, like, we can say he was, he's our own. Like, you know, we were watching him before he, like, really made a big right? Yeah. I mean, he was, like, the goofy guy in, like, some of these movies. It's like, we knew him before. He was, like, the serious actors winning all these awards, so... Um, but yeah, it's it's like hard to narrow this down to just you know a few people because there's oh, so yeah. many people. So.
0: Did we forget somebody? You bet we did. There's probably lots of people that we probably could have named that became mm-hmm. huge stars later. But yeah, that's a top of our head. Best we remember, it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, best we remember. Best we best remember. Best we can pronounce it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. All right, so we are going to dip out of here right now, and we'll be back next week talking
2: about. The Movies of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to discuss. Hey Tom today. Hanks saving for brain Come on. Huh? A little segue right there. It's like it's a nice, savant, isn't it? Nice movie, movie, but that's all
0: right. I'm <laughs> just saying we're
2: tying two people together. Come ah, on, tying people up, are we?
0: So, um our outro song, appropriately enough, Baby I'm a Star by Prince. Nice. Oh, nice. I thought you were gonna go with some Kathy Lee Gifford. Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you for joining us. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, guys, take care. God bless. We'll see you next week. Teen Wolf. Wolf? Is that W-U-F? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing someone. He, 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 that's what he does.
1: I know, that's he, like, does. he does. He's what I do. Could you give me a couple words? Which He was, trips over words and goes,
4: I'll go back and edit that. Yeah.